0: We made this mural that's called women of the resistance and it like features 38 women and and judy brady's like right in the top middle
1: that was artist and muralist lucia gonzalez ipolito this is storied san francisco and i'm jeff hunt before we get into this episode we wanted to let you all know that you can now buy Hello Markdown Storied San Francisco merch and donate to a great new nonprofit. Throughout the month of December, we're donating proceeds from any sales to Supply Hope Info. More on them in future episodes. But for now, head over to the store on our website, storiedsf.com, get some rad, locally designed, and printed merch, and feel good that you're helping out students in need. Back to the show. In this podcast, Lucia picks up where she left off in part one. She talks about getting a degree in child development from City College, and then going to the San Francisco Art Institute. She started apprenticing with other muralists, including her dad, before branching out on her own in 2012 with her piece Mission Makeover, located in Balmy Alley. Across the alley is another of Lucia's murals, Women of the Resistance, which she describes in the podcast lucia ends this episode with reflections on san francisco during the pandemic as well as her hopes for what comes next in the city here's lucia
0: i mean i've always just been drawing i mean since i was a kid i was always just drawing and like doing cartoons and then yeah and then i start and then i started like kind of painting a little bit in high school because of art classes And then when I went to college, I uh, majored in painting. Okay. I went. I ended up going to San Francisco Art Institute. Nice. Uh huh. Nice. And um, and that was. I mean, well, I first went to City College for like nine years, <laughs> and As then I do. went to San Francisco
1: Art,
0: <laughs> Art Institute. Um, Before they
1: made City College free, you're like, damn, I don't want. That I money know, back. <laughs> right? I was
0: paying a lot of money for that. Yeah. Um, and I did a lot of different things at uh, City College, but
1: yeah. Um, Were you teaching also? that during that time yeah
0: like I went to city college and got my um associates degree right. in child development oh, and, okay and then I ended up going to get my bachelor's at San Francisco Art Institute okay. and then um yeah and then oh and then and then before that <laughs> I was like had got, first gone to a Chicago Art Institute for oh, like a year
1: okay when um,
0: my grandfather was still alive and I was like living with him and and that was really cool um, but I just I was young and like didn't appreciate it as much. But like, but the program was like amazing. That
1: school's a big deal. Yeah, I mean, so is SFA. I mean, but.
0: they were both extremely expensive. I couldn't afford either of them. But yeah. um, but the painting skills I learned were like worth it. And then and then yeah, from the, that was like when I was really painting was in college.
1: Yeah, um, I this is totally because I'm ignorant of like I have an idea of what SFAI did and specialized in did they have any like courses or any stuff about public art and murals or you know the
0: only class they had that was like about political art was because of this one teacher Mm. art hazelwood who's an activist and an artist in the and he was friends with joss joss Mm. sances who was friends with my mom who introduced me like a long time i've known him since i was a kid and like when i found out he was teaching there i was like oh yeah so he taught this class called political printmaking. Cool. And he taught us like the history of like political posters wood and woodcuts. Yeah, and woodcuts, wood relief, cuts. um, you know, uh Ruby like all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And um and we started a collective in SFAI called uh, the San Francisco Poster Syndicate. Nice. And we uh, first were like speaking out against like the treatment of the adjunct faculty there, and um, kind of making fun of the dean and like <laughs> how much money he had, you know. Yeah. And um, and then um, and then it, we kind of just expanded, and it's no longer just SFAI, but um, but SFAI now is like has so many problems. I mean, it's yeah. just like really. Um, like very corrupt
1: mm-hmm.
0: and um, I don't know I mean they're I don't know.
1: Is the collective that y'all started there is it still going?
0: Yeah we, we still yeah we I'll have a bi- we print mostly we try to have it's a like a free service we distribute it's a it's more like for education mm-hmm. and it's kind of just this generous act of like offering educational artwork to the public right on. and we print at post at uh, protests at political events mm-hmm. you know we did uh, we've done stuff that's like been in the street sheet it's been oh, yeah. in like you know tecolote it's mm-hmm. been You know, so uh, we have stuff in, like, the Library of Congress. Oh, shit. And so, yeah, I mean, that was when I got into screen printing. Okay. And with with Art Hazelwood. And and then, so, uh, after I graduated, I ended up trying to collaborate... Between the women like I had I had met along my like path of muralism and school and everything I had met some really amazing women artists my age and I invited them all to be part of a meeting with poster syndicate that we were having because poster syndicate wanted to do a mural okay but the thing is is most of the members were not painters Mm. so um and i was saying i wanted i invited them to have this meeting because i found a spot it was like on this garage Mm -hmm. and my mother uh kind of started this apartment building as like also a collective Mm -hmm. of women And um, it was uh, Judy Brady who was on the first floor was also an activist Mm -hmm. and and so my mom wanted something that like wasn't about her but kind of honored her a little bit too. So we made this mural that's called Women of the Resistance and it like features 38 women and, and Judy Brady's like right in the top middle.
1: And that was
0: 2017, and it was kind of a collaboration between San Francisco Poster Syndicate and a bunch of like female artists that I had met and, um, right and, are, and are really, really good friends with now.
1: Do you want to talk about the mural Across the Alley?
0: Uh, balmy? Uh, I mean, sorry, Mission Makeover Mural? Yes. The one I did with my dad? Yeah, yes. that one. Um, when,
1: when was that?
0: That was 2012. 12, okay. And that was like my first mural.
1: Oh, it was? your mm-hmm. ap- The first one ever? Or? Well, I
0: mean, I had helped on murals before. Okay. I had helped like, you know, Juana Alicia's Sacred Waters and her oil spill. And I had helped Daniel Galvez restore the Carnaval mural. Mm-hmm. And I had helped Joss Sances like in the Castro Valley Library. And I had kind of just like helped on things and mm-hmm. done like, I mean, me and my dad did like a mural that's still there actually in Jury Commons oh, yeah. Park. But it was like, it, I mean, it's so, it's, I mean, it's just so like, it, it, I don't know. It was like a group thing, and mm-hmm. it, I didn't really consider it my mural either. But so you
1: were almost like apprenticing yes, with all these. Yeah, right? yeah, I felt like I was apprenticing. And then now that. it's like, boom. Yeah, and goes then off. this
0: one was like my design, I directed it. How'd you
1: get the space?
0: Well, the, the it used to be these two waves on those two doors. Okay. And the owner, who's my neighbor, like came out and I just asked him like what he was going to do, you know. And he said that people were asking about painting one of the doors mm-hmm. or or like one artist on one door, one artist on another. And I was like, well, I'll do both doors and the whole wall surrounding it. You know what I mean? He was like, okay. <laughs> and, and, um, and it was like fresh paint, fresh wood, you know what I mean? So I was like mm-hmm. really excited about it because it was just like, this really f- brand new canvas. And Do you want to talk
1: about the process? Uh, I guess the thought process of designing it.
0: Yeah, I really wanted to make something that spoke to the youth of the neighborhood mm-hmm. and talked about gentrification. Mm-hmm. Um, and so
1: in its like seventy fourth wave in twenty twelve. Yeah, right? for sure. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, I know. And and now looking at it like that whole scene looks different you know right. but uh but I, I i kind of had like a lot of different drawings that i collaged together okay. which since then has kind of become like my process where it's like every design i do is usually a collage of images that mm-hmm. i put together or that i draw together and so um this was like i wanted the top to be very symbolic and a lot of um Kind of more like um, kind of abstract imagery, and then and then the bottom is like the two doors represent my two perspectives of like the mission I grew up with and the mission that's kind of like remodeled and revised. Right. And uh and and then and so it's kind of like the the bottom half is more a localized look at oppression, and then hmm. the top is kind of more global.
1: Okay, got
0: it. So um, it's like the 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 door on the left is like a lot of a lot of um, like mom and pop shops that aren't here no in the neighborhood anymore mm-hmm. like um, like Carlos Bar isn't here anymore Discolandia isn't here anymore La Victoria I mean they luckily mm-hmm. they have like a little spot but it's you know it's not, the same. not the same and um, so you know and then the forty eight bus with like a lot of homies on it and then these two homies um, that are getting arrested by the police Mm -hmm. and uh the the um the kid that's sitting on the bench he like happens to have Skittles in his pocket that's pouring out and at the time I was like trying to reference like Trayvon Martin. And the car that's right there is like crazy because we were just gonna paint a lowrider in there and then um and then um benjamin Baxierra, who is a professor and um in the neighborhood and and has done a lot of like activist stuff he it's his car and he was cruising through with alex nieto in his Mm -hmm. car who ended up being murdered two years later by the cops so um you know it was just a trip to think about that now yeah And then the other door is like mostly just kind of like, yeah, like the star sucks, like the, the cop cheersing with the kind of yuppie lady. And then there's like all these hipsters in the background and, and techies and, um, and you know, every shop on 24th street is a coffee shop or a boutique, a fancy boutique. I should have put yoga studios too, but
1: (laughs) there wasn't any
0: back then. Now there's all these yoga studios. There's like three different yoga studios right here.
1: Yeah, and like other, I'll like I used to live at Twentieth and Mission, and like now it's um, half that block is um, different kind of exercise. And I'm like, who's exercising this damn? Much? It's so
0: weird. Like you never used to see like people jogging nope. either, like this. Like I'm nope. just like, what the hell? Like it's so weird.
1: Um, do you want to talk about? So now, so like that that piece came first, and and the one on this garage was seven, 17, You said.
0: Yeah, this one was 2017, yeah. Okay, well, that's a big, that's, it's like, a obviously big gap, a big gap, yeah.
1: but um, do you want to talk about, like, the reception to your art? Now it's, like, out in public and it's yours. Yeah. Like, what, what were people, what was the reaction?
0: Uh, to that mural, I mean, it was, it was, I mean, I had never thought it was going to, like, blow up the way it did. I mean, right. everybody loved that mural walking mm-hmm. by. I mean, maybe because we made it so detailed, but also, I think, because we just made it so relatable to right. the neighborhood. Yeah. Um yeah. And, yeah, I don't know. It got it got a, just a lot of, like, really good feedback. And, um, and yeah, I mean, every time I've had a mural, like, we always want to do, like, a party afterwards. Because so. yeah. like,
1: th- it's a big deal. Yeah. Right? It takes a, a long time. And, and there's been, like,
0: kind of parties sort of in the alley before, like, placa. Like, they had, like, the placa, like, uh, kind of, like... Um, anniversary event and stuff like that but but this was the first time there was like a big like block party and since then i've like tried to host a few block parties in the alley like like maybe five now or something, but Mm -hmm. it's all, yeah. That's You did
1: one during COVID too, right? In (laughs) October. How'd that go?
0: Um, It was good. It was like surprisingly went well. I mean, you know, I mean, we had to kind of walk around and tell people to keep masks on. And at times it did get a little too clustered because it is this tight little alley. But, but I think overall, like it was just really good for the community because, you know, people are so like, just, so drained of this and like in so in need of socializing you know Mm -hmm. and it's like it's like how are we supposed to like unite and 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 make any change if we can't come together you know what i mean i mean like how are we like that doesn't make no sense you know and i feel like i understand all the restrictions and i understand like cases are rising and we have to do what we have to do to be safe but at the same time it's like you know we we can't keep like pushing people away from each other and like it's just it's just gonna cause more violence and more depression and more suicides and more all these terrible things you know in the economy it's like we need i mean we need people to rise up especially now like if biden's gonna be president like it's like we need people to be out in the streets demanding him to like move to one side and be you know demand for change because that wasn't gonna happen with trump yeah and it's like everything with like every time there's been like some democratic president that i mean it's always been the it's always been more successful for grassroots organizations mm-hmm. to be able to rise up mm-hmm. and it's like how are we supposed to do that if we can't you know organize yeah you know yeah so so that was part of it too you know i mean guy 24 was um uh i had talked to them about hosting with me we just me had rodrigo on the,
1: on the podcast. oh yeah <laughs> yeah
0: and um, cool and I invited, like, you know, a lot of, like, local artists and local vendors to come, and we had music, and it was just really beautiful. I mean, it wasn't, like, a political event, but I felt like, you know, it's just...
1: Almost by the nature of it, it, yeah. it, it sadly, it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to talk about... Uh, kind of the only thing I can think of that's left is, like, the city and maybe your hopes for what's next. Like, the <laughs> next iteration of san francisco because eventually this is going to end like we a can. lot <laughs> of people have left yeah which is probably a good thing i'll go on record saying it's probably a good thing yeah um and i think it was jeremy fish who we had on the podcast pointed out that the people left are the people who want to be here mm. so there's like all this potential for what's next
0: yeah um, have i you mean thought about
1: that much at all or
0: yeah, no, I mean, it's, uh, well, you know, I was, uh, right before the pandemic hit, I was in, I had already left for Mexico Okay. and I was only planning to be there for like three months mm-hmm. and I ended up getting kind of stuck there, but it was really nice. Yeah. I mean, I was just like working on my comic book and hanging out with my dad and being in my family's house. and. Was that in Merida? Yeah. Okay. And eating like tropical fruit every oh. day. <laughs> so, so I was like, I don't even want to come home. That
1: sound you hear is my but, stomach um, girl.
0: But, so I didn't see like a lot of the initial stuff that happened. Mm-hmm. You know, I kind of just heard about it. Mm-hmm. But when I got back, it was it was definitely really weird, like yeah. seeing how many business were businesses were shut down and how many stuff was boarded up and seeing all these empty, uh, you know, condos and everything. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I mean, it's like it's it's kind of like when you evict people from here. I mean, it's not like they just disappear. Like you know, they ended up going to Antioch or Burlingame mm-hmm. or something. And it's it's the same with these techies that you know they they either went back to their homes in like you know Silicon Valley or the Midwest, but they also like moved and are like in in our uh, gentrifying northern california now too mm-hmm. like you know around humboldt and sonoma and stuff like that so it's like you know it doesn't really like go away but i would hope i would hope that it's like i don't know i mean the 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 rent didn't necessarily like you know it did kind of freeze for a little dropped and then it just went back not so it's like not even enough so yeah. it's just like i don't know i don't i i hope that it's like you know there are a lot of like really good little projects happening and um, you know like the Latino task force mm-hmm. and the mission is like something that's happening that's amazing mm-hmm. and like this kind of organization is what we need to keep doing and we need to keep fighting for um, for like our mission no eviction mm-hmm. and and keeping families in their homes and and keeping affordable housing you know affordable Yep. But, um, but we'll see, you know, I don't know, it's, it's, it's just, it's I think people are tired, so that's, that's hard too, but I mean, I don't know, I mean, I'm, I, I don't really organize, like, protests or anything like that, but I'm here for it, like, I'm here for whatever people, I think we have, But I think we, we have to get organized, you know, we have to, because it's like. The other side is plenty organized
1: and rich that's mm-hmm. with
0: yeah. their guns and everything so yeah. it's like we have to you know and i'm i'm scared like i'm kind of scared about what's gonna happen i feel like there might even be like a civil war that breaks out in the next year so yeah you know we just we just have to we just have to remain like calm and and support each other and keep keep help keep helping each other and and hopefully like Hopefully, we'll win, you know, and and we won't have to worry about San Francisco keep turning into this giant metropolis of, like, just money, and all all we care about is money. I mean, but I don't know. I mean, you look at, like, like, you look at Oakland, too, and it's just, like, God, like, there's streets that are just blocks and blocks and blocks and blocks of just homeless encampments, Mm -hmm. and it's just... You know, with the pandemic, the services are just going, it's getting so much worse. I mean, there's way less. I mean, there wasn't any really mental health services before, and now there's like Mm -hmm. none. So it's scary.
1: Do you want to just reflect on, you know, San Francisco is your home? Do you want to talk about... (laughs) yeah i mean i feel like i feel like
0: i've been kind of negative but it's like it's just a lot You know, i think that we i think a lot of us who grew up here just have kind of like this love hate relationship with it you know it's like there's no i mean san francisco is such a unique city you know like we live in a um like uh what do they call it um it's um the i want to say mediterranean climate right Right. right and there's like only other i heard there's like only other one other place in the world that has our climate which is like i think santiago Italy chile or Ch- or something. oh chile okay yeah i think so and and um so it's like you know and then and then we have this just these rich landscapes i mean we live in like an estuary mm-hmm. with all this wildlife we live i mean i the mission in particular is just like you know this valley that absorbs all this sunlight and So, and then the food, you know, all the cultures that come together, and then the history of the artwork and the political movements, it's like, there's nothing like it, you know, I mean. And so it's sad what's the changes that have happened, but it's like the art that's been created out of this and like trying to, you know, stay with remembering the past and and fighting to keep it I think is really important.
1: That was Lucia Gonzalez-Sipolito. On the next episode of Storied San Francisco, you'll get to know Rodrigo Duran, the marketing director for Calle 24 Latino Cultural District and the host of Real City Ambassadors. Please join us for episode 43 next Tuesday. Music for Storied San Francisco is by Otis McDonald. Photography is by Michelle Kilfeather. The show is hosted and produced by me. Michelle and I have produced more than 130 episodes over the last three years, and you can find them all at our website, storiedsf.com. We're on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, where you can like, comment, and share the stuff we put out. Find the podcast just about everywhere you can listen, including, most recently, BFF.fm's new podcast network. Please subscribe to stay up to date on all the content we publish. We love feedback. So if you have any, our email is storiedsf at gmail.com. Thanks so much for listening. Stay strong, stay safe, and stay healthy. This podcast is a proud member of the BFF.fm podcast network. Learn more at podcasts.bff.fm. BFF.fm, best frequencies forever.